Podcast live from Los Angeles, East Hollywood. What's up? We got Ryan. So I think it's important to say I haven't even I didn't even tell you this before, but when uh, before I even hit you up, like a lot for some reason, because like, you're a very quiet dude. Like you're like quiet. You're, you know you're low key. Like like a lot yeah, of people say they're like definitely, yeah. a lot of people like to think of themselves so like I'm a low key chill person, but like <laughs> yeah. but like you're actually low key. You act like you actually just kept to yourself. Yeah. And a lot of people for some reason were like, oh, like interview Ryan. And I was like, huh, like, I never thought about it like that, you know what I mean? Because, like, you're very low-key. I was like, well, maybe- Yeah, I mean, that's that's why I was uh, very pleasantly surprised that you hit me up. And I was, like, so down to do it because, you know. You, I mean, yeah, I don't, I think every yeah. time I'm around you, you're just, like, not really talking. Yeah. You're, you're like, you know, there's, there's uh, in this world, there's talkers and there's listeners. You know what I mean? Oh, 100%. That's a great way of putting it. Yeah. Actually, that's a really cool way of, like, phrasing that. Yeah. yeah. So, like, a lot of people were like, I interview Ryan. Ryan's like, dope ass fuck. I'm like, I don't know. It's like, you know what I mean? I was like, that's kind of crazy. I was like, I wonder what he has to say, but I'm glad we're here. And you just showed me product to waste. I'm like, so, um, yeah, product to waste, law of power, section eight, human garbage. Nomads. 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 My, yeah. That's like my, that's my fucking jam. Yeah. But all right. So, your dog passed away. Yeah, he did. How, how I want you to explain to me what, what goes, what, like explain to me that feeling of losing your dog because let me to make this clear and why I'm asking this question first is because I don't know like like it takes a special A it takes a special kind of human being to be attached to your dog because a lot of people see animals like oh that's a dog or like even if they're nice animals they're just like but you like the way you the way you like like when I saw that you were posted by your dog Mm -hmm. you really treated it like a human being or like or like you you had a very special connection well I mean, I I would say that I I treated him like a being, not just a human, but a being. I mean, my thing is that nobody puts a gun in your head and tells you that you have to have a dog Mm -hmm. or a pet or a cat, anything, you know, anything, right? Nobody is forcing you to have to do that. So, like, you, like, it's like nobody's forcing you to have a child or a kid. Mm -hmm. So the second you have that, that's your responsibility. Like, you get a man up. You know, or you know, whatever. You you gotta be like, just be a fucking adult yeah. and take handle your fucking business. So like, by any means necessary. I don't care how you get the money. I don't care what you do, what type of care. But like, that's your responsibility to do that. Because mm-hmm. like, if you neglect something that you voluntarily took on, yeah, I just I just look at it. It's like you're just weak as fuck. Mm-hmm. Like, you're a piece of shit. So like. Do whatever you can, um, you know, with it, and ask for help. Don't be afraid to ask for help, of course. I understand, like, times are hard, and et cetera, but, like, mm. um, like, yeah, I just... Also, too, I mean, we had him... I mean, I had... I mean, I had Ezel since he passed away when he was about to be nine years old. I had him since he was, like, probably, like, three or four, month, four months old. And uh, shout-out to uh, Nate, uh, Big Brian, uh, Bustos... Um, all those guys because they found him outside of Aladdin's oh, at Tijuana's okay. Tacos I think it was like Tijuana's Tacos number two or number one I don't know uh, they found him outside a show like begging for food and he was begging for food and he was like a little like little puppy like wasn't really doing well but that's why they called him Ezel you know from like Friday mm. so because he was begging oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so they took him and uh, I just I always grew up with dogs and animals um 
you know, in the house. I grew up kind of in the woods, like kind of like rural mm. area um, next to like a horse farm and everything. And like, I always wanted a dog in my adult life, but you kind of set these like imaginary like boundaries to be like, well, you know, I have an apartment, so I can't have a dog. Well, until I get a house with a big yard, I want to have a dog. Mm. And then, um, but you know, life, life, life is crazy. So, you know, I just was like, yeah, fuck it. Why not? So yeah, went ahead. And, I mean, he was amazing. I mean, he was throughout all the ups and downs of life. I mean, he was right there with me and yeah, super cool. I mean, like, and I'm glad too, that I made the effort like very early on, like taking the shows, mm. taking the parties, like he was a, he was like a, you know, he was like kind of like a, like a, um, kind of your kid, a staple. Yeah. yeah. You know, around Oh, a staple too. Yeah. You know what I mean? He was always around and, um, I think that's super important too. So it's great. I mean, I'm glad that he, um, you know, he touched my life. He touched so many people's lives and not just our friends, but like people in the, like people in the neighborhood. Right. Um, in general, like all over the place, you know, um, it's like, really cool because like you know I gave him the I, I really do feel I can sleep well at night knowing I give him the best life possible crazy alright you said you had you uh like it makes you look weak if you know I don't uh, you, I don't want to quote you but you said something along the lines you, you look weak if you can't like take care of what you brought to this world mm-hmm. and you're above dude right you're, you're, you're a pretty you're, you're into like health fitness right yeah I mean I try to be I mean as best as anyone can I mean more so just psychologically weak well, well, know, not so much no 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 what I'm going with that is like do you like do you have a like I feel like like not like not being able to look weak whether I'm not saying like you have to be physically like strong or anything but like more so comes a place of fear do you have like um like what do you fear fuck <laughs> <laughs> am I right or am I wrong? Like, no, like, dude, that's it. That's it. That's it. That's not it. trying to look weak. Not trying to look like vulnerable. Or like, no, that that's, you can't that, do anything. That's a cool question. I mean, I think, I mean that, and that changes too. Because like, I'm 34, yeah. and if you would ask me that question like four years ago, it would have been different. If you asked me that question like honestly, like six months ago, it would have been different. I think I'm at like, I was talking to a friend earlier today about it, um, you know, via text. Where I think at this point, I think the only thing I truly fear is not being myself and not being vulnerable and open Mm. you know what I mean like I don't care I'm like like what are you gonna do I look at it this way right like what are the I I, and I I, you you approach every situation with like a certain like idea of being like right, what like what's the worst possible outcome am I gonna get stabbed am I gonna get shot am I gonna get beat up am I gonna die am I gonna get sick no so then who gives a shit mm. figure it out afterwards but just like you, you you have to look at the worst case scenarios um it's it's like the idea of um healthy um optimism where it's like it's not like this blind like oh everything's always gonna work out cause like no it's not things are gonna go wrong but if you are prepared you know if you're prepared for the worst case, cool. And if not, then like, whatever, you know? Um, so I don't know about fear. I think, I think my biggest fear is probably just like not being, um, is becoming like normal, hmm. so to speak. 
like becoming like a regular old like person of society mm. like just becoming like a regular old like cul-de-sac nine to five person which is great I mean if that works for you but like um I feel like at a certain point you're like you're kind of sacrificing your values and then like nobody's gonna remember you so okay okay now that you're older, you're yeah, obviously the older you get, the smarter you should get. You know what I mean? With time comes more knowledge. Definitely. But like, let's say ten years ago. Yeah. What did you fear when when you like knew less about the world? What what was like? Yeah, ten years ago. What what did, what did you fear? What was going through your mind? Mm. I was scared of spiders. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I was scared of spiders, and then I realized like, well, they're not going to hurt you. You know. Mm. Um, no, but I mean to be serious. Uh, like I'll use my like, like anxiety like anxiety I mean social anxiety is you know a real thing and that's a very um, important subject I think that like people need to talk about you know um, like you know when you show up to a party you show up to uh, work show up to a show um, just in general I think that's natural that everyone kind of goes through that transition of like um, being kind of like oh like I wonder if you know everyone's okay like if everyone likes me or not mm. and then the transition of being like well you know I don't care anymore it's all good mm-hmm. so yeah I mean probably that um, I mean I'm sure there's some other stuff I mean obviously failure I mean that's it's so cliche but you know failure is a huge thing okay. that people are scared of check this out so I, like, I think I want to I want to know something that like you didn't know 10 years ago that until you knew that fear lost for example I'll use myself as an example mm-hmm. so like I think my fear was always like like growing up in a low income family and my mom like you know being scared of like oh we're not gonna have enough you know so my fear like probably like until recently was like I'm not gonna have enough money you know what I mean and, like that was always like that was always a fear like I'm not gonna I'm not gonna have enough dude that's but, always that never leaves that never leaves you no, too, if you grow up that way no and it's like but then I, it wasn't it wasn't so that like oh I have enough money it was like that and I always thought that was gonna like leave that, that fear was gonna leave until I had money but I was like it's not really about that once I started meeting people and I was like oh well like you'll be okay you just gotta learn how to figure it out you mm-hmm. know what I mean you don't yeah. like and that's something that like once I learned that it's it's like the fear didn't lose because I gained it. It's more so because I learned how to go around it. Does that yeah. make sense? No, no, dude, 100%. Like, that's exactly the way that it works, you know? Yeah. yeah dude. Because I think that's one thing, like, if I would have not learned that, like, oh, like, like your fear is, like, yeah, I don't know, if you're, fear, if you're scared of, like, like you said, spiders. Like, maybe yeah. sometimes the the, prompt, the the solution isn't, okay, let a spider bite you. It's more so, like, okay, well, now you know spiders are, like, you know, you, you go around it, you know what I mean? Yeah, you learn. Well, you have to again. Like I said, like you have to learn how to navigate it. Yeah. Like that's it's it's cool that you are recognizing this right yeah. now, man. I mean, because like, I mean, dude, it's there's people who never ever get there. They never get to that point, and all the help in the world is not gonna. I don't know. I don't know, man. I mean, I can offer advice to like as many people as I want, but at the same time, like you got to do the work yourself yeah. um, to get through that. Yeah. And um, but the scarcity mentality is like really um, important, and like it's cool that you brought that up, dude. Because like, I mean, it's like I, I, I mean, I, I grew up, I grew up like my home, like you know, like you know, my my dad worked his fucking ass off, immigrant, you know, um, Colombian immigrant, Colombian, yeah, yeah. I mean, he had like five jobs when he first moved here. So. Oh shit. Yeah, I mean, way back in the day, in like the early 70s, uh, late six, late 60s. Um, but, um, 
you know, he worked really hard and then, you know, he, you know, he was a dentist, you know, he had his own practice, you know, all through just his own will, he made that happen. And, um, you know, I, I would, I guess I would say like, you know, for the standard of the time, like for, you know, late eighties, like nineties, like, you know, early two thousands growing up, I guess we would be like considered like, you know, middle-class, like, you had, you had an okay upbringing. Yeah. Oh, hundred. Yeah, definitely. I mean, you have siblings? Uh, yeah, I have a, have a bunch. Yeah. Oh, you have a bunch. Yeah. So your dad was like a lot of like, he was married with a lot of women or like, how do we, <laughs> no, no. I mean, as far as I know, no, um, no, he, uh, so I have an older, um, I have a half sister. I hate even, I hate even using that word, like half. So, oh, okay. You know, I mean, no, but I, um, I have an older sister. Um, she lives down in San Diego from my dad's first marriage. And then I have, uh, three older brothers from my mom's first marriage. And then I have my younger sister, who's like two years younger than me, um, from, you know, my mom and my dad's marriage. Mm. So we have that. But, um, yeah, but yeah. And then you have another, more siblings or as far as I know, no, but you know, oh, still, yeah. I mean, I, in my, in my head, I consider like that a lot, you know? So, yeah. Yeah. Did you ever feel like kind of like, I mean, did you have a close relationship with your dad? Yeah, we, we definitely did. Um, I think we, he and I got along probably more so than any other element in the family. Mm. Um, he was, he definitely informed me into like music and art and just like all kinds of like cool ways of thinking really early on. Um, like it's funny, you know, as you see, like, you know, my place is like kind of like, like a museum almost. I have so much stuff here at the house. And then my, my parents' house is just, there's so much art everywhere. I mean, he painted, uh, he wrote, um, mm. he was very heavy into a lot of, um, all kinds of thought, philosophy, etc. And that kind of actually just really occurred, like more so like in the early 2000s, like when I started getting, you know, when I was in high school. Um, but yeah, I mean like he, uh, he definitely like, he was a super cool dude. He's the kind of he's the kind of person that like if you were at a party, or like if you were at like a barbecue or something, and he said he swears that he never did drugs, but I don't I don't believe it at all. I don't believe it at all. Um, but he would be the kind of person that would like, kind of you get wrapped into a conversation. Next thing you know, it's like three hours later, and you're like, hey, we need to go. And it's like, oh shit, I just was talking to this person for like three hours. Yeah, he was that kind of person, yeah. Mm, okay. All right. So I guess that brings me into, like, since one thing, like I said, we talked about it earlier, you're, like, you know, you, you have your, your own home. Like, you're you're a person who could, like, stand on their own. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, yeah. you could be alone. You know what I mean? You don't, you don't, need, a, you don't need to be outside with people all the time. Yeah. When, when was the moment that you, that you realized that you were alone? And I'm going to be more specific because I was listening, you know, I was talking to Tweetone about this. And, you know, everybody, like, it, everybody has their different times and it affects them different mm -hmm. but like there comes a time where you realize like oh shit like I'm on my own yeah like you know what I mean some for some people you know they come in a nice family and it's until they go to college for some people like we're, we had a similar story where his dad was on a sick one my dad was like pretty drunk one time yeah and we're like just walking and I think like it was different different thing but I, I think I needed to use a restroom or something and I was like maybe like nine and I was like, oh, and like, you know, my dad was like, you know, kind of fucked up. He was just like, yeah. we're like a little festival. And I was like, and I realized I was like, oh, like, 
Like I'm not a like you know what I mean. Kind of it hits you like, it's like you're not alone. You're like you're alone. You know what I mean? It's like yeah, you like, gotta you gotta take care of yourself. Yeah, like yeah. and th- when was that moment for you? Shit. Um, I think I, I, I have two answers for that. So one of them was I think in probably third or fourth grade. Uh, I was getting uh, bullied a lot mm. you know by like just like kids and whatever fucking assholes who are probably dead right now are fucking dissatisfied with their lives so like fuck them you know I hope they're dead um, um, I was getting for and for being into like for being into like like for like drawing I always drew mm. all the time like constantly I'd be the kid in the class who's like constantly drawing I draw on the desks I draw everywhere um, reading like comics or reading like you know Star Wars books and shit or like whatever like being a being a nerd mm. so I would do that shit and um, I remember one time this kid like we got in a fight and like an actual fight you know at recess and um, we both got sent to the principal's office and you know it was a, a pretty even one I mean like I didn't really you know I, I mean we're kids it's I mean, a kid fight yeah, yeah, yeah it's a kid fight you know what I mean so whatever you know what I mean like who cares uh, but I remember when I got home and I was getting yelled at and and it was and then the principal was like sending like you know phone calls to the house being like hey like you know your son was involved in this XYZ and when I went back to school it was like I was the one who was the problem and I didn't instigate it at all so that's the first time I kind of realized like oh fuck like I kind of need to like just try to step up and like do what I can for myself uh the second time would probably be um I don't know I think it maybe it's like when I started uh when I started working um, you know, I did uh, construction, landscaping for a while, um, all of that. And then, um, you know, kind of when I moved to L.A., started working at bars and hospitality and, you know, nightlife. And the second time would probably be, uh, yeah, when I realized that, like, when you start dealing with, like, management, right, at work, right? Mm-hmm. Like, when you have um, bosses and stuff, people over you, you know, and you have that moment where you're like, oh, wait, you guys don't know what you're doing either. Mm-hmm. So I'm like, shit, I can't ask you guys for help at all. I need to do what I can on my own, you know? And, like, it's the it's the proverb. It's, like, the uh, cliche, like, it's better to ask for, uh, what is it? What is it? Better to ask for forgiveness than permission. Hmm. So, you know, when you go to a job and then you have, like, some shit, you know, and you're young and you're, like, you know, 18, 19, 20, and you're working some, like, retail job or you're working, like, you know, in a restaurant or whatever... And you have someone, like, yelling at you and screaming at you because, like, you didn't, you showed up, like, two minutes late or whatever. And then, and then you realize, like, well, yeah, I'm on my own here because these people have no idea what they're doing. Hmm. So that's probably the second time. And then I have so many other, you know, occurrences, so, yeah. And how, how was the bullying? Like, did you get bullied really bad? Like, like In the scheme of things, I don't think it was that bad at all. Like, I, you know, I... I don't think it was that bad. I just think it was like the, it's, it's weird. And it's like, and it's one of those things where I think it's like the idea of like bullying starts at home, right? Yeah. You know, so 
as an adult now at 34 like I mean like yeah I mean like this one kid who was like a fucking asshole like I still hope he's dead <laughs> but um yeah it, it wasn't really but it was more so just having the it would have been nice to have the reinforcement to like be like hey like you know like we got your back you know? So your parents would like talk shit to you or something like that? No, 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 not no, not talk shit to you, but like wouldn't like not at all. But I mean, they just didn't really. They weren't engaged. Uh-huh. You know, they weren't engaged. So do you think like like all these years, like you're not literally thinking about the kid, like specifically, no, but, no, you're, but, not but, at all, dude. but you're like you're kind of low key like that fear of like getting fucked with. So you're like I'm gonna get as fucking sick as possible to like no, no one's gonna fuck with me anymore. Not- not really no I mean not anymore I mean when I was younger definitely but now I'm just chilling man mm. I'm chilling man I mean believe me like life's hard enough dude I don't need any more fucking problems in my life you know yeah. I'm chilling yeah I really don't like carry that kind of stuff around with me man it's um I'm just focused on you know doing music living life hanging out so having, you, a, good, having a good time you know so and it was just bullying in elementary or you got bullied after that too uh just elementary that was it just elementary yeah nothing high school was actually like super chill for me um, yeah, everything was actually very chill for me afterwards, yeah. It was really just that, yeah. And so, how'd you get into, like, hardcore? Like, how'd you, like, how'd you even find out about it? Shit, all right. <laughs> so, um, damn. Uh, I think maybe this maybe this starts with, like, another question about getting into music. Yeah. So, um, how about this? Well, for you. What was the first song you ever remember hearing? And to the Sandman Metallica. That's so weird because I was about to say, yeah, that's, um, <laughs> dude. So yeah, sick, dude. That's so cool. Um, so I was, um, there was a radio station. I think it was like ninety five point five. I think it was WBRU. It was in Rhode Island. Um, it was like the alternative rock station, or there was another one from Boston, which like my brain is fucking fried at this point, so I can't really remember shit. But um. I remember hearing Andrew Salmon on the radio when it was out, dude. Yeah. Yeah. And I remember hearing, like, the chorus, like, you know, well, like, you know, where it's like, off to Never Neverland, like, yeah. dang, dude. And, like, they would play it in clips because they would, like, be, like, they oh. do a promo spot for the radio station and they play, like, segments, like, yeah. literally five-minute segments. Uh, no, sorry, five-second uh, segments of uh, anyway, songs. So, yeah, Andrew uh, Salmon. Um, and then, uh, what else? Um, that uh, Bob Marley, I think Bob Marley. Bob Marley was probably the first uh, artist I ever heard in my life. Yeah, lots of that in the house. My dad had so many records, you know, um, Augustus Pablo, um, Peter Tosh, Bob Marley, um, lots of jazz, lots of folk. So you're uh, you're pretty obsessed with music right away. Kind of, like I just, you knew, because like well, I feel like a lot of like a lot of people are like, oh, like I like. Like they're too young to like know that like they like it, so mm-hmm. it's just like oh this is cool. But like they're getting to like other stuff, and then once they get older and crump and comprehend music more, that's why they can get into music. Yeah, definitely. I I think I mean I think that's natural though. I mean I, like I mean for most people, I would imagine your first interactions of music come from like your parents. So like you're riding in the car, you know, and they're playing music. You're you know you're at school, you're at supermarket, you hear a song over the you know PA. Um. I mean, like, for me, it's just, like, I, like, you know, I think that's why I asked, because, you know, some people is different, because when I got into, like, Met- like when I heard Metallica for the first time, like, I was obsessed with Metallica. 
Yeah. So like, so. It, like I feel like most kids would have like heard it, and then like they get into middle school where, where like the image is like cooler, and then they get into it. But for me, I was like, like I never, I was never. I mean, the only thing I was kind of into was wrestling. But even then, like I would like listen to the music that was in wrestling because all my life I was into music. Like when kids were like, you know, when you're a kid, like first grade, people are into like Legos and shit. Then yeah, they get, yeah. then they get into like guns. Then they get into like <laughs> Call of Duty. I, I never got into any of that. I was just like always into. I like I like, I like the uh, Lego to gun pipeline. You know what I mean? But in my right, it's like Lego guns, Call of Duty, and then like hey, I mean, so, like I was like always like yeah, I never I never cared a, about jump. yeah. I um, never cared about video games or like or like toys. I was just I, like I, well, I did I did like. Uh, PC games I do like computer games a lot um, but uh, I think also a lot of that comes with like when you're like a little kid is that you don't have the distractions of like having a job mm. having like you know having to go to work having to you know pay your bills whatever so you have the luxury of having the time to focus on like I'm gonna get really into like you know building Legos you know for me it was like I love like you know I love like Starcraft (laughs) Starcraft or you know Diablo or like those games or like you really like reading a lot like I loved like from an early age I loved reading so much and it's a form of escapism you know yeah I was about to say you like hiding you like getting into that world and just you get in the world but then unfortunately as you become older and you know then you have like you know like cool well I have to pay my car insurance I have to pay my like registration I have to go to work now I have to deal with all these like idiots I have to do whatever then that kind of like you know, it kind of falls by the wayside. Um, like, I just recently started doing, like, this is how you know you're getting old. Um, when you start doing, like, crosswords and puzzles. Holy shit. <laughs> but I started doing it because um, I was telling a coworker the other day, um, I was like, you got to keep your brain sharp. You got to stay sharp, man. Like, always keep, keep sharpening the blade because, like, whether it's physical or mental, you can fuck up very quickly especially as you get older like you start hitting your 30s you know and obviously as we see like later on so I started doing that and um yeah it's super cool and then I had someone else be like uh one of my older uh, co-workers um he was like cause it was like it's like one of those like magazines like you buy it like you know at the grocery store right with like crosswords and shit and he was like he's like you know you can just like do that shit on your phone and I was like yeah dude but no because <laughs> it's a distraction uh-huh. like because if I'm doing it then I'm going to get a text or a phone call go on Instagram or something yeah and like writing is like a habit too like I, I can't I mean I myself included I can't remember the last time like probably most people will say that they wrote something in pen you know what I mean or you know pencil on paper everything's all digital now and it's like the obsession with like technology and digital shit like Really, yeah. dis- really distracting. Yeah. And and uh, how, how far have you had that like mentality of like keep the the mind sharp? Um, I always have. Um, I will say again, going back to what you were talking about, like with my with my dad and like uh, my upbringing. Um, I've always been informed in that way, like I can say. Um, but uh, I mean, you know, like I said, it falls by the wayside. I just now gone back into that, you know, mm-hmm. in the past few months. Kind of, you know, a lot of it, just to be brutally honest, is to be, you know, as a distraction and to help me, like, cope with, you know, losing my dog and just life stress in general. Um, but, you know, I've gone back into that. But, yeah, always, I mean, like, the way I grew up, like, we always went to museums, we always went to art galleries, we always went to parks, zoos, you know, et cetera, et cetera, you know, hikes. 
nature shit like all the time like growing up so that was always like that was like our idea of like you know on a Sunday like that's mm-hmm. what we're gonna do you know that's, that's crazy alright so going back to music you got you okay so you started in Bob Marley you started mm-hmm. listening like you know you, you find out like that you like really like music yeah. compared to the average person and how'd you get into hardcore and, like how'd you how'd you start meeting people in hardcore how'd you get into the Rhode Island scene so um I would say that I I always had an idea that I was into heavy music. Mm. Obviously, we talked about Metallica just now, um, but I think maybe a lot of it was so. So when I was in eighth grade, the summer between seventh and eighth grade, um, I. I, I had this habit of staying up, like, really late, even from, like, early age, like, middle school, right? So I'd stay up till like, 3, 4 in the fucking morning. I'd sneak down to the basement. We had, like, a finished basement with a TV, and we had cable down there. And I'd watch, like, MTV and, like, VH1. I'd watch music videos hmm. till like, 4 in the morning. And then I'd, like, sneak back up and, like, go to bed and then go to school. I had to be up for school at, like, 8 a.m., you know, so... Um, and I remember watching this show on VH1 and it was it was Joe Strummer from The Clash and he was hosting like a countdown like a, like a countdown video it was, I think it was like maybe the top 20 or top 15 like punk punk videos of all time right mm. and it was uh, it, you know it was a Black Flag TV party it was of course, you know, he had his own. You know, I think it was like, should I stay or should I go or some shit, of course, because he's on there. But then one of them, I remember seeing, it was like in like a little like clip for like an like when they do the commercial break. And it was like, oh, coming up like the next. And it was the Sex Pistols um, do it. I think it was their video for God Save the Queen. I never heard that shit in my life. And I was like, but like the image and like the way they looked, I was like, oh, that's, that's cool. It looks like kind of like weird and like scary yeah so I tuned in you know and I stick stuck around and then I didn't really think that much of it and then um I remember talking to one of my older brothers um the youngest of my older brothers uh Shane about you know because again it was like eighth grade you know junior high so it's like we had the conversation where like he's a music guy too and he's like hey like he's like yeah so like you know like what kind of music like are you getting into music like what's up and I'm like yeah I like like you know I like, like punk rock I think I think punk rock's really cool and he's like oh like what kind of bands I'm like oh you know like and this is like when like Blink-182 you know all the small things was out yeah. and like you know Sum 41 Fat Lip and uh, Jimmy Eat World The Middle all that shit was out and I was like yeah I like, like that kind of stuff and he's like he's like oh you know like, that's cool but like you know those aren't really like punk bands you know like they're more like kind of like poppy bands he's like he's like um if you want I have a bunch of old tapes up in the attic so um I mean he had already moved out by that point I mean he's like right now he's like I think he's like 51 right now so he's definitely like you know older so he already moved out of the house by then and then um he was like yeah I have all these old tapes and I was like all right, cool well I'll check them out and I remember one night I went upstairs in the little loft area in the attic and I like flashlight everything and I found a shoebox and there was a dude there was um never mind the bollocks 
there was Suicide Tennessee's Join the Army and the self-titled on like a mixtape so like written mm. cut up so it didn't have all the tracks mm. uh, Public Image Limited uh, oh the Johnny Rodden yeah that was just like yeah his other his, his like yeah. new wave kind of project afterwards um, Dude the Cure Disintegration mm. um, and then I forget what else uh, oh, oh 7 Seconds uh, 1 Plus 1 which is like a live record they did when they started going all like U2 and like weird like mm. kind of late 80s shit yeah yeah, and I found that, and I was like, "Oh fuck!" Like, cool. That's a pretty like. That's a wild, dude. It's like, it's a wild mix. Yeah, yeah that's a wild mix. And, and I, I'm oh, Jesus, a marriage chain too. Uh, yeah. Psycho, uh, Psycho Candy, I think. Yeah. yeah. So, and I'm sure some other shit in there. I mean, that I forget about, like Beastie Boys as well. Um, so I went and I went in my uh, room, and again, like staying up late, I would just put the tapes in my like. You know, the big-ass, like, Iowa, like, you know, six-CD, like, fucking stereo system. And I put them in. I'd listen to them. But i listen to them at really low volume because I didn't want to, like, wake up my parents. Mm. So i listen to them, like, with my head against, like, the speaker. And that really, yeah, that informed me. And then after that, you know, just... It goes on, yeah. Yeah, it goes on and on, man. You get in high school, you start discovering more shit. I mean, I remember in um, freshman year of high school, I had a... Uh, I think it probably was, like, a junior... Dude, I think his name was Max. Um, I don't, I really can't remember. I don't want to, like, you know, misname him, but he, you know, uh, we, we, we played on the same, like, soccer team together, and, like, we did basketball as well, and um, lacrosse, and he mentioned to me how he, uh, you know, we were talking about music and stuff, and he was like, he gave me some burnt CDs. And, dude... <laughs> The three he gave me were, like, so cool. This is freshman year of high school. He gave me Gorilla Biscuits Start Today. Hey Breeze Satisfaction. And then Bolt Thrower War Master. That's crazy. Yeah. And three, that was, Yeah, three. And so, then, yeah. Um, and then I think later on I got, like, uh, there was another kid I knew who he gave me uh, In Flames, um, Jester Race. Hmm. Yeah, and then, like, it just kind of snowballed from there. Uh, Emperor um, in the Nice Side Eclipse. I mean, I was like 13 when I got that, so it just kind of, you know, yeah. of course, it just goes, dude. Yeah. yeah, and and so it's, it's almost like music grabbed you by like, like, like you know what I mean? It just took you in, like it's like uh-huh. it just, yeah, definitely, it just, not. yeah. But um, then how'd you, yeah, how'd you get into like the Rhode Island scene? How'd you like got to your first show and everything? Uh, I started going to shows. Is it Rhode Island? Like, I don't know how. I have no idea. Well, I mean, Rhode Island's always been like a like a town. Well, no, it's a state, but I mean... No, but like townish vibes or like city, like... Yeah, kind of. I mean, um, it's more so just... It's like an intermediary between like Connecticut and uh, Boston. Mm. So it's kind of like... It's in the middle ground between like, you know, you have New York, you have Connecticut, you have Rhode Island, like Providence, where a lot of bands play, and then you have Boston. You have Central Mass as well, Worcester, which is like always been like a really cool spot, like really good uh, scene happening over there. Like New England Metal Fest always happens in uh, the Palladium in Worcester. Um, yeah, I, 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 I have trouble remembering, but um, that's crazy. I have trouble remembering, yeah. but I mean, like, one of the biggest scenes, and it's incredibly formative, and it was such a beautiful time um, to be alive and to start going to shows was um, in Brockton. This spot called um, it was Romans and it was Tigers Den. 
um, South Shore, like so about like half an hour south of uh, Boston and about maybe 45 minutes, you know, 50 minutes like north of where I grew up. And those are always the wildest shows and super cool. And like so many people who are still involved, like, you know, came up there and played there. And like, you know, I mean, you see like every weekend, you see like Death Before Zoner, you see, you know, Colin of Arabia, you see, I mean, I feel like my first show there was like Death Threat. You don't remember your first show at all? I like Fuchuggy? No, I don't. Damn. No, it was probably, I think it was, my, I think my first show there was like Death Threat, yeah. Uh, super sick, like great and you know all those guys are still like super involved and like still killing it and like you know carrying the torch um so there was that um and that was like really cool because you saw how like like people were scared to go there because mm. it was so wild and that was like really interesting and cool because I'm like like I remember I had like some friends who were like marginally you know into you know like metalcore or whatever like when that was getting big you know and like all that like you know 2004 2005 mm. and they were like they're like they were terrified of like going to like some of these shows and I and I was like well you know you know I was like you know 140 pounds soaking wet I'm like well you know I'm gonna try it out too yeah. <laughs> but it's super cool in retrospect that like that was because a lot of people don't have that right now you know there's a lot of young kids who just don't have that element of like being intimidated by going and not and I don't mean like in a bullying way or like a shitty way but I mean more so just like face fear yeah to face fear again going back to what we were saying like fear about like going to a show like that's super important to me you know it's yeah. like it's not I don't think that can ever go away because when the second that goes away then it's like well what's the point it becomes sterile and safe and just boring it's boring I mean like it's called hardcore for a reason you know yeah I just I mean I mean I mean I don't want to like, get off too much but do you think like hardcore is like now like too safe I don't think so you don't think so I don't think it's too safe not, not at all I think just things change with the times mm, like what so I think um, it's very easy to look at things I hate nostalgia so I don't like like people who are like oh things are so much better back then I'm like Maybe they were, maybe they weren't. But, like, dude, it's 2022, man. Live in the present day, dude. Mm-hmm. Like, stop crying about, like, how how good, you know, it's like it's like the whole, like, um, it's like, you ever seen uh, Napoleon Dynamite? No. Okay, well, I was going to be like, it's like, it's the Uncle Rico thing. It's like the whole, like, the idea of, like, man, if Coach, Coach, Coach could have just put me in back in the day, like, I would have, you know, made states. It's like uh-huh. living in the past. It's the idea uh-huh. of living in the past. Yeah. And it's cool to acknowledge the past, but also it's it's just corny. It's lame, dude, when people are like... Like, you start sounding like, you know, like, old man yells at cloud, just, you know, like, screaming into the void. I'm like, dude, um, things are always going to change, you know? So just adapt with it. I think things are really cool right now. I think we're actually a really good spot where so many bands are killing it, you know, both young and olds all different types of people all different types of identities um, all different country you know worldwide and um, I think people are like still going hard you know doing their thing but also at the same time I do think that we have more of the um, I think with time with time you you become wiser and I think people are like you know treating each other a little better um 
and also too but like still not compromising and being like hey like this is what it is um if you don't like it you know leave but also you're welcome you know mm-hmm. mm, interesting yeah yeah I, I mean yeah I, want, I wanted a it's interesting your perspective because yeah you're, you're older and, yeah that's crazy because I mean yeah like there's also I mean yeah that's interesting what you said yeah it's it's, it's very it's very wise and and, and you're, you're not not too optimistic but not too negative you know what I mean yeah you have to be both yeah like I said earlier you just have to be both I mean yeah. that's reality man you know you don't think the internet has had like a big impact on hardcore well obviously internet has had an impact on anything but like do you think it's gonna like change hardcore forever I don't think so I mean I don't think I won't I mean who can say I mean mm-hmm. I can't predict the future but I mean I will say that I mean the people that the people that are complaining and yelling and have like and not rightfully negative opinions but more so just are like you know being critical and reactionary right yeah. being reactionary right rather than proactive right they're not in bands they're not promoters they're not starting shows they're not putting up flyers they're not like dancing the bands they're not like even going to shows so these people who are just basically sitting on the sidelines I mean they're always they're going to be gone in like a year so why allow these people to even enter your mind or your space you know Mm. like pay them no heat it doesn't matter yeah like they don't fucking exist they're fucking irrelevant you know so I don't really I mean I I haven't been on Twitter in like fucking like two months two and a half months now I mean I try to if my friends are doing cool shit or like I feel inspired like I do kind of like you know I'll get on like Instagram like make some posts or like you know repost my friendship um like I've been really reposting uh just a shout out uh my homie Josiah. Shout out Josiah. That's yeah, sick. Yeah, straight up. Like, cri- like that's amazing. I haven't put it down since like. It's fucking ago. beautiful. Yeah, it's like, really cool, dude. It's, it's, so it's a beautiful fucking, fucking record. Really R-E-P, cool. Yeah. Really cool. Yeah, really cool. Um, that I mean, you know, if I'm gonna repost and I like, put on my friends, I'll do that. But other than that, like, I just I really try to stay off of it, man. And um, I just don't care, dude. It's it's irrelevant. Like it's engineered social media and the internet is engineered to make you mad yeah you know there's like people are making like six figures plus a year who are literally telling you um they're literally telling you how to think and they're operating off these algorithms and shit like okay. I, don't, I don't I mean I just don't I just don't care dude stay right? off the internet yeah just, I mean I mean it's a tool though I yeah. mean unfortunately you have to use it if you're a band or a business but well, yeah I guess at the end of the day it's like no matter what the person the person the, a dumb person is gonna do use anything I mean dumb, pe- dumb people are gonna dumb be people f- are gonna yeah just, just stupid <laughs> shit yeah dumb people are gonna be dumb dude yeah <laughs> you know I mean? yeah I mean you can't you can't fix stupid yeah but yeah so why'd you move to LA uh I just I've been out here a couple times uh my one of my brothers uh, the one actually who recommended me to check out those tapes he was living in Eagle Rock with his wife um, and I, you know, I've been out here a couple times to visit, visit him. Um, he, uh, so I don't know. I just wanted to get out, like, you know, get a change, you know, move out of Boston. LA's like, the only just, place you moved? Yeah, essentially. I mean, I lived in Boston for a long time, but, you know. It was like, kind of close to home. Like, four, yeah, like, five, yeah. well, five years, but, you know, not, not that far. I mean, yeah. you know, it's basically, like, from where I grew up to there would be, like, the equivalent of, like, Irvine to, like, LA, you know. Oh, so, yeah. It's yeah. not. 
that crazy of a distance. And what, what made you stay? What made you never want to go back home? The weather, um, the accessibility to nature. So, you know, I live like right up the street, like Griffith Park's right there. Mm. So I love hiking, I love the outdoors. Um, the diversity of um, climates, obviously music and art, you know, I mean, like there's, I mean, nowadays things are kind of shifting, but you know, this traditionally, this has always been like a hub for, you know, uh, the arts. Um, other than that, I don't really know. How long, how long have you been in LA for? Shit, I moved here November 11th, 2011. 11, 11, 11. Hard. Yeah, and not intentional at all. Yeah. Which every, that's, hard, that's hard that you remember, too. Everything yeah. I do, everything I do, especially nowadays, has to have intention behind it, but, like, that was completely random. That was, like, I was, like, oh. And then I looked at it, I'm, like, oh, shit. <laughs> you, you know how, like, if I were to ask you, like, oh, would you ever go back home? Do you even consider uh, Rhode Island still home? Yeah, I, I do. I mean, Or I, would you ever go back? I would. I just, I mean, nowadays, dude, like, cost of living, the pricing of everything is, like, Believe me, if I could move out of Hollywood right now, I would. But it's like just—it's not easier to move around. Yeah, it's just not, dude. I mean, and also too, like this place is rent controlled. Like, you know, I make good money, and but it's still like it's—I don't know. Something's gonna give, man, because it's becoming like unsustainable. Like in terms of cost of living and rent and yeah. everything, you know, and gas. I mean, like, dude, I barely drive because like my car gets like twelve miles a gallon, and like gas is like fucking out of control right now yeah so like why why even bother yeah you know, so I'd love to I mean I would love to ideally be in a situation where I could have two different places like I'd love to live in like New Hampshire or Maine or like even even like Western Mass or like Rhode Island on the beach but then also still live in LA mm. so that's the goal so one day, we'll get One there. day. One day, we'll get there, man. Yeah. yeah. And, and what, what, are, what are some things now that just, that, that kind of keeps you going, besides music? Uh, shit. Um, working out, getting back in the program, um, in terms of working out. Um, my cat. Um, reading, learning. My friends, yeah, you know all the people in my life. Like definitely, man. Like life is life is fucking good, dude. Life's really good, dude. I, that's a really good. That's a really good thing to hear, cause like I've I've heard that from you. I think Aldo, Dan, mm -hmm. like, a lot of these older heads. You know what I mean? Who's like who like been through like a lot. Like it's. I feel like I don't know. Like it's it's a really cool thing that you can acknowledge that life's good, because like me sometimes it feels like. Like, you know that mindset of you gotta go through pain so, any, so anything good comes I forgot I think there was a song something like that where like it's like you gotta like, like well, it's like it's like birth is pain no like it's like more so like you gotta go through something bad so something good could happen and you, like it's like that it's a negative mentality to have like where it's like bad things happen yeah but, but also that I mean I, I don't think that's necessarily I don't think it's necessarily negative just in my opinion I don't think mm -hmm. it's necessarily negative I think it's like like I was saying birth is pain is that like in order to bring good good you have to go through the worst shit mm. and build yourself back up and 
you know, move through it. But also, like, like knowing if things are good, like, you know what I mean? Like, it's okay. Because yeah. a lot of people yeah. end up having a destructive life because they almost feel uncomfortable when something's good. Uh-huh. But they feel, or lack of, like... Or they feel like they don't deserve it. Because I was, exactly, yeah, I was yeah, like, yeah, self-consciousness, and then yeah. they're like, I can't do this. Section 8, a lot of power. We're not talking about reasons for music, but... What, what, what are your plans like with like in the future like do, do how come you haven't ever written your own project like your own I, like- I, I've tried man I've done some stuff uh, I have like tons of riffs which I can use for a bunch of different bands a lot of it's just like lack of uh, oh, it's just hard to focus when you're doing so much you know and then juggling also too having like a regular job you know yeah. working normally you know um so it's 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 kind of hard to do, but I'd love to, man. I mean, I'd love to do something at some point. You know, I'm getting a little. I I, I do backups with Section Eight, and my mm. voice is getting a little. I'm getting more used to um, singing more. Yeah. So my voice is getting a little better. Um, so yeah, it'd be cool. Um, yeah, Law Power. You know, we got new shit coming out soon. Um, do you do you write riffs for any of the bands? Sorry, what? Do you write riffs for any of the bands? Not really. I do all the leads for um, Section Hate, hmm. um, but also it's like Mike. He, made, he he does all the rhythm and he does all the writing and he right. basically informs the entire thing. Like that's like his, you know, he he runs it and does a great job and like kind of you know gets the structure going. So, um, I, you know, I do. I just like playing, man. Hmm. I'm not so I'm not so intent on writing. Hmm. More so, just I just like playing, definitely. Hmm. And what, didn't you have like a black metal project or something like that, or something in the works? Yeah, it's something I've been working on. Um, it's called Night Lord. Um, very like, like. <sighs> I think you told me it was like Finnish black metal. Yeah, well, kind of. It's all different elements. I have like you know the Finnish like Sargeist you know kind of style. Um, have a Krunu, um, but then like Norwegian like just like you know beat you over the head like stupid you know. Yeah. You know, um, Ergahol, and then uh, the Swedish element too, like more melodic. It's something I'm working on, but again, like I'm not, I'm not in a rush to get shit out because like that's just something I'm doing for me. I mean, I'm not looking at like, oh, we need to like push this out to do like you know, uh, you know, to like play shows or like make records or make money because that's not the point. You know? Yeah. So yeah. So yeah, I've been working on that, and then I have a. Will it ever come out? We'll see. Probably in like three years. <laughs> is it ready, or is it more like you're kind of like don't want to show it out? I, just, I I don't want to show it out. Also, I just only have like two or three songs, so yeah. Yeah. All right. Maybe as we're getting, I think closer to wrap this up. What is um? Yeah. What do you? I guess I asked it already, but more so like, like what do you what do you see in your future? Like do you I like you know because you're a very like you know, you're a, you're like a, a unique dude. So do you see like marriage and all that shit like normal life shit do you see like you know like you kind of just one day moving back home and getting married and having a kid and shit like that or are you gonna you know continue playing in bands uh I I I can do both I'm gonna do both man I'll make it happen you, you do want that like I want, I want both I like I like stability to an extent um I mean I love chaos I love like how wild and erratic my lifestyle is but -hmm. at the same time too you know you do need to you need to have both right and you know it's like yin and yang you know you need to have both and um, I'm not opposed to it at all I mean I think 
you know, you know, you make it work, right? Mm. Like we were saying earlier, it always works out, man. Yeah, you don't feel like that normal life at Wilbur's like slip away because like there's people who like I feel like you only, get, if, only if you let it. You only if you let it. Only if you let it, man. Only if you let it. It's like when people act like, like, have you ever met someone who's like, fucking like thirty five or like thirty three? Even 40, let's be honest, even 40. And they're like, oh, I'm so old. I'm like, oh, yeah. I'm like, it's cliche, but I'm like, you're only as old as you feel, man. Yeah. Like, just, yeah, you're telling yourself you're old, so now you're accepting that lifestyle, man. Like, yeah. Just, yeah. People, people underestimate yeah. it. You still have to take care of yourself. You still have to go to work. You have to pay your bills. You have to, like, make your money, you know, and do your things and, like, take care of, unfortunately, what society asks you. But other than that, like, just, just keep it moving, man. Yeah, I mean, like, people underestimate, like, how powerful the mind is. Like, how mm-hmm. how much things could turn 180. Yeah. Because, like, I mean, I was, like, I don't know why I bring it up again, but Tone is a great example because, like, this was, like, got sober very late, mm-hmm. relapsed, and then got sober again. Yeah. Like, that's crazy because all that is not, it's not magic. It's not, you know what I mean? There's no, like, no, it's no. just, it's all mentality. You know what I mean? It's like. You know what I mean? A lot of people would have given up at that age. Like, oh, I already relapsed. Like, oh, I'm done. You know what I mean? Yeah. Or like, or like, I can't do anything great with my life. Yeah, and I, and I mean, teach your own. Everyone has a different path and their way of like operating in life. And you know, I can't judge someone. I guess what I can say, like, you know, in closing, is like, believe and do whatever you want, as long as you're not negatively affecting other people's lives. Who gives a shit? Yeah. And that's it. Yeah. All right, before we wrap this up, um, you want to talk shit about anything before we do this or that? You want to say a fuck you to anything? Fuck you to every single person who comes around, comes to a bar where I work, doesn't know what the fuck they want. Grow up. (laughs) Anything else? Um, Other than that, uh, no, I'm good. Life's great, man. That's great. All right, let's do this for that, and we're going to wrap this up. Cool, all right. All right, um... Classic Hellhammer or Celtic Frost? Oh shit! Ah, <laughs> uh, fuck. Uh, I gotta go with Celtic Frost, man. Yeah, I mean Hellhammer is great, of course, but that was like the rudimentary stages of Celtic Frost. And I mean, like, dude, I mean, Morbid Tales. I mean, you can't deny that album, dude. Like, yeah. In a Crypt of Rays. I mean, like, the second that song hits, like, it's a rap. Mm. Forget about it. Rudimentary Peanut or Black Flag? Uh, rudimentary. Ramones or the, or the Sex Pistols? Ramones. Orange soda or grape soda? Orange soda, 100%. Mm. Uh, uh, death or obituary? Ooh, that's a good one, actually. Uh, obituary. Obituary? Just honestly, just because I'm just more familiar with their catalog than deaths that's all Cold as Life or Hate Breed uh Hate Breed Walmart or Target Target 100% dude Target. fuck Walmart dude like dude fucking Walmart's like it's like a human zoo it's the most disgusting place in the world <laughs> it's a human zoo dude Jesus Christ Scorpion go in there I want to throw up <laughs> Scorpions or oh, I'm trying to think of a good one Scorpions or Judas Priest? Oh, Priest, 100%. Dude. Uh, that's kind of, yeah. Uh, mortician? No, Despise You or Spaz? 
I really can't make a choice because I, I gotta be honest, I don't really know much about either of those men. I've seen Despise You a ton of times, and like, you know, they're staples of LA, and like, you know, um, uh, but I just don't really can't. I can't make an educated choice, so I'm not gonna say either one. Olivia Rodrigo or Doja Cat? I don't know who you're talking about. <laughs> no, no, okay, okay. Uh, I'm, like, I'm like, I don't know what you just said to me. <laughs> no Justice or... I don't want to say trash like that. Uh, how about this? Make Move or Mortar Pry? Uh, Mortar Pry. Mortar Pry? Yeah. Uh, Ghost... Uh, you got all day, man. I got nothing uh, to do. Immortal or Watain? Uh, I mean, Immortal. I mean, Watain's one of my favorite, probably like one of my favorite bands of all time. Um, and I think they're one of the best bands out doing of any genre. But I mean, for, you know, in terms of like just output and uh, writing I mean and influence I mean immortal you have to go with immortal you know? vegan Reich or green rage sorry what vegan Reich or green rage I don't know any of those bands either. really you never heard of vegan Reich that's hard yeah, I don't that's, hard. that's hard that's hard dude I, I, dude, I go to the steakhouse I don't, I don't listen to that shit <laughs> uh, earth crisis or strife 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 yeah man LA dude strife mm. uh, Donnie Brook or piece by piece Right, now we're just like uh, both both <laughs> well they're both great man <laughs> yeah <laughs> all right so um that's, that's we're gonna wrap it up um thank everybody for listening do you want to say no nope, i'm good man uh thank you so much for having me dude like seriously this is like really cool and i'm psyched to be able to like talk to you and i appreciate what you're doing as well dude like yeah really it means a lot man and like you're really helping out and like it's cool is, is, is very cool to be able to have this platform and yeah. for, for both of us man and um, yeah so yeah thank you everybody thank you Rhode Island Los Angeles hardcore later